the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I spent a lot of my time yesterday at the, uh, the Jets home opener was uh, actually following the Evergrande story out of China. That's how bad the football game was. I was cracking jokes the entire time. I, you know, no offense, to everybody who is into that whole curling thing. You know, the ice with the stone with the with the broom. Um, that's more exciting. It's more exciting than what I uh, watched uh, yesterday there at the uh, MetLife Stadium. Oof, boy, brutal. Anyway, yeah, spent a lot of time actually trying to follow. Uh, you know, what's coming, what's going on, what's happening, what's taking place over in China. And again, it's mixed, mixed info uh, coming out. And again, you really can't trust what the Chinese government is saying. Obviously, the extent, uh, how deep this is going to hit them, what it's going to do to their overall economy. Um, it, you know, hard to say at this point in time. Uh, we all need to realize that, um, <laughs> do you remember, remember the whole TARP, situation, our financial crisis. You remember the first time uh, TARP didn't go through and the markets crashed? Markets crashed and then the Democrats used that against Republicans to get another TARP program through because we couldn't have that type of sell-off. Anyway, um, yeah, they don't have a Congress to go through over there. You understand? Um, they're going to do whatever the hell they want to do. If the investors, if they want people to lose money, um, they're going to lose money. If they want to bail this thing out, they'll bail it out. Who knows? Um, the idea that this is some sort of uh, interconnected global contagion, no, um, I, I don't believe that is the case. Um, American banks are been um, uh, restricted in regards to how we can go about investing in China. So again, it, it, you know, we haven't gotten our hands dirty in a lot of that nonsense over there because, quite frankly, uh, we haven't been allowed to. Now, I, again, I don't know if you, you kind of think of what if, uh, what if we were allowed to? How uh, deeply entrenched would we be? I, I don't know. I don't know. How, you know, to what degree. Um, but the writing's been on the wall with their property market for a very, very long time. Again, this is when I, I discuss often here on the program the um, fact that, that markets are not efficient. They're not efficient in any way, shape, matter, or form. Um, from just a numbers standpoint, just a supply and demand standpoint, the, uh, the property market should have collapsed years and years and years and years ago. Uh, but they, they managed to keep it afloat. Um, will this spread throughout China and some of the other uh, property companies that they have there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it will. But again, to, to what degree? Because at any point in time, any point in time, the Chinese government can come in and decide, hey, you know what? We are going to save this. With that being said, yeah, I got a time, time stamp the uh, show here today. Um, this is pre-market. Doing it before the markets are opening up, I'm doing the program. And again, you're taking a look at the uh, the futures. And, and we're at that point 
in time because the markets have done so well that oftentimes they'll look for any excuse to sell. That makes any sense. Um, people want to come up for a reason to sell, which is fine. Which is fine. I mean, I get we sell stocks all the time. Uh, we rebalance portfolios all the time. Uh, that this is you know something you should do. Um, but when when you see movements like this, you're talking you know various different high frequency trading firms. You're talking about various different uh, hedge funds out there. If you're looking at your your 401k, your retirement account, your savings, and you're saying, "Wow, look at the you know futures are down." You know, 600 points, almost 700 points, and then you, you do the old uh, Duke and Duke sell, Mortimer sell, sell. You're doing it wrong. You're selling for what reason? Because everybody else is? Because everybody else is? Um, you know, well, mark my words, we're going to be, you know, probably not selling much today because the market's down at a good time to do it. Uh, you know, check that. Um, but will we be buying certain things? Absolutely. Absolutely. The fundamentals don't change. Um, some of the stocks are going to get hit a little bit harder. Obviously, some of you know, the, the Caterpillars, the, the Boeings of the world, uh, companies that uh, you know, they say they might get hit because of the property slowdown, because of an economic calamity in China. I, I get all that. I mean, they're going to take their lumps to some degree, but it doesn't mean that that should be something you should remove from your portfolio if that's part of your financial plan. Um, oftentimes, you know, you, companies are paying dividends. Good time where you're, you're hopefully you're reinvesting those dividends in those companies. Um, it, it's a fun, everything's a fundamental play. Everything. And, and you have to understand that. It was it, actually I, I I gave kudos to Andy Kessler la, uh, last week for his column. He had a kind of funny one this week too, and he talking about the Super Bowl and capitalism. It was basically a a piece geared towards um, antitrust and just you know you don't need to do it. The markets will take care of themselves, and I, I would agree with Andy to some degree on that uh, premise. But in today's day and age, I think government is way too involved in the. Uh, in the private sector, and then you get into that regulatory capture, which can make things difficult. And I, and I would argue with Andy, I said, you know, we've got a situation here in the United States where we've got banks that are too big to fail. That's not capitalism. But anyway, um, you're talking about all of the, the companies that actually were advertising, you know, spending, what was it, $2.2 million per Super Bowl ad back when uh, Tom Brady first played in the Super Bowl. He also made the point uh, as well. It was kind of a uh, stoop point that, hey, you know what? Um, the team that they were playing against, the Patriots, well, they don't, they don't even live in St. Louis anymore. They're gone. And he listed a, a slew of companies and just, you know, where that was at 19 years, you know, something like that, 19 years ago, I think. You know, many of them. Many of them not around anymore. Then I even fast forward to, uh, you know, the, it was 2007, 2000, yeah, 2007, you know, Barry Bonds and the home run race 2008 and all the companies that were advertising the Super Bowl then and how many are around today. And then he lists the ones from last year. And again, I, I look at them too, and I think that maybe one of them might be around 19 years from now, two maybe. Okay, you, you have to take a look at the fundamentals. Got to take a look at the fundamentals. And when the fundamentals change, 
guess what? You're going to have to change as well. There was a funny bit. There was a funny bit on the um, way back when. I'm trying to remember the exact year. Uh, the ever see the, the television? Well, it was a pretty popular television show for years. Uh, Thirty Rock, and I, I didn't watch that many of them, but I remember this one liner here. The the lead character in the television show Tina Fey was dating this loser guy, and he called himself he was he called himself the Beeper King of New York. He was the Beeper King of New York. I mean, obviously, this is a point in time everybody had a BlackBerry. I, I think was uh, you know, kind of dating myself at that point in time. There's another company that was uh, flying high that is no longer. But anyway, he called himself the Beeper King. And, uh, you know, his girlfriend said, what are you doing? He said, nobody wants a beeper anymore. And what did he say? He said, you know, technology's cyclical. It'll come back. And she's like, uh, no, uh, no, it's, it's not cyclical. But again, it's, it's how you have, you know, balanced companies, how they can entrench themselves, how long they're going to be able to stick around. Are they able to change with the times? And I'm well aware too. You know, blue chips die. Blue chips die. I, I, geez, I wrote a column about this. I can't even remember when. That was the title of the column. Even blue chips die. And, and I, I referenced the Dutch East India Company, which paid, uh, what, 18% dividend for almost 200 years? You want to talk about a blue chip? That, that's pretty damn good. I, I'll, I'll take that. Man, I wish there was one of those around today. I wish I could get a company to pay me uh, 18% for 200 years. But it is no longer. It is no longer. Interesting. D- dating uh, you know, 30 Rock, that television show, they used to pay homage on that program all the time to General Electric. because It was an NBC show, but it, they were doing it kind of in a funny manner. And constantly praising, you know, Jack Welch and the the Six Sigma and uh, all that that GE stuff. Yeah, GE is not the GE from when Thirty Rock was around. But anyway, what am I getting at here? You know, you're gonna watch the markets today. Again, what do you have? What's in your portfolio? What's in your portfolio? Are you happy with the companies in your portfolio? Are you confident? In the companies you pull, can can those companies survive a major sell-off? Now, traditionally, you know, you're going to hear this a lot on the financial uh, networks out there. That um, you know, this point in time, it's September, is traditionally the worst part of the year for the markets. Okay. Okay, it's, it's kind of like August in Florida, right? You, you know it's going to be raining most of the time, and it's going to be pretty damn humid out. Right? You, you, you expect it. Not that that's going to always be the case, but so what? You deal with it. You deal with it, and you move on. Anyway, you know what's fascinating, too, about all this uh, stuff? You know, more of the things that they continue to preach uh, when it comes to cryptos continues to be absolute BS because cryptos are collapsing uh, quite a bit right now. And, and again, what was one of the things I told you about crypto? Oh, it's a, um, you know, it's a, it's a, st- a storage of value, right? Like kind of equating it to a commodity like gold or silver. It's storage value. Um, I, I don't know. Um, it seems to be moving pretty much in tandem with the markets, uh, if you ask me. So, and you're trying to make heads or tails out of that. Anyway, 
anyway, moving on. Any, any, listen, uh, if you have any questions or concerns about your portfolio and the, you know, how your portfolio stacks up, the, the, the soundness, the fundamental soundness of your portfolio, that's what we're here for. Uh, we're here to help you out with that. Uh, but yes, we're going to continue to follow what's going on in China. Um, interestingly enough, their markets are closed today. Hong Kong's open. Hong Kong, I think, was closed down three point something percent. Um, time to talk about this. Europe is down over two percent. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow with this stuff. Anyway, moving on. Well, it's interesting. A lot, many, uh, many House Democrats, many House and some House uh, you know, Senate Democrats as well. Uh, within certain states are being very vocal when it comes to their desire to bring back the state and local tax exemption. So when you hear salt tax, the salt tax exemption, they want to bring that back. Um, and exactly what we told you here on the program, which did, I just looked at it. I said, geez, they bring back the salt tax break. Uh, much of those tax increases for those evil one percenters are going to, it's basically going to be a wash. For many of them. <laughs> I kind of find the, the thing funny. Obviously, this is big in high-tax states. Big in high-tax states uh, like New York. Actually, our, my representative, he is, uh, Swazi was very, very uh, outspoken when it comes to bringing this back because <laughs> our taxes are... Uh, Pretty damn high here on the uh, North Shore of Long Island. And, yeah, he's saying he's not going to sign off on any of this. We'll see. We'll see, unless they uh, bring back the uh, state and local tax break. Um, again, uh, being full disclosure here on the program, and um, we discussed this when Donald Trump uh, changed the rules when it came to the state and local tax exemption. I, I get it. Okay? Because I'm, I'm fair. I, I don't believe... I don't believe that my fellow taxpayers in other states should have to subsidize the fact that I live in a high-tax state. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just don't believe that they should. And this is something that would benefit me. Something that benefits me. I'm telling it's not fair. It's not fair. It's all right. I, I, don't, I don't believe that we should be subsidizing people's electric cars either. But, I, you know, it's my choice. I, I choose to live in this high-tax state. You know, I don't have to live here. I can move. Eventually, I will. Um, but, you know, th that's, that's the reality of the situation, okay? I just don't think it's right. Anyway, the, um, of course, they, they came out with this. What was it on, on Friday afternoon? The uh, Pentagon said it was a mistake. It was a mistake. They admitted that they killed up to 10 innocent civilians in that Kabul drone strike. Again, I, <laughs> I, this is not the, you know, obviously not the first time that we've done this, God willing. God willing, it's the last time we do this. Um, again, I, I, I wish that was the case. I don't believe it so. And I was thinking about it this past weekend. There was a scene in the... Um, which, which James Bond was? It was Skyfall. Um, it was Skyfall, and, and, and James Bond is meeting with his new quartermaster at the museum uh, in, in London. Where is he supposed to go and get his new equipment? It was just it was a gun. It was a gun that only worked on his hand. It was pretty cool. But anyway, I mean, neither here nor there. 
um, the quartermaster's kid, and, and James Bond was was kind of teasing him because you know he still got spots, but he still had zits as a kid. And the, the kid said, I can do more damage from my laptop where, for my first cup of Earl Grey uh, than you can do in a year in the field. And, uh, you know, talk about pulling a trigger. James Bond said, you know, it's, it's funny about pulling a trigger. It's, it's not, not knowing when to pull a trigger. It's knowing when not to pull the trigger. And it's kind of, I, I thought about it this past weekend when I saw Pentagon admits to a mistake yeah, this is this is the ripper. This is what happens when you use drones, and you're trying to guess what's happening from the sky. And no, that guy wasn't loading a bomb into his car. He was loading bottled water into his car. Uh, no, he didn't visit an Al Qaeda safe house. It was something else. Again, this is part of the problem. And I, I don't care. I, I don't care what you say. I know I'll get the occasional. You know, got to kill them all, you know, you know, a-holes out there. Um, whether you like it or not, we're creating enemies by doing this. How outraged, how outraged would we be as a nation? Okay, what type of crisis would it be if we were a nation if Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin, I don't know, um, killed 10 Americans with a drone, let's say, you know, he thought he was killing terrorists somewhere in, I don't know, it, 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 I'm trying to come up with something, in Russia somewhere. And they made a mistake and there were American tourists there and 10 were killed with a drone strike. Eh, it's out of Russia. It doesn't make any difference. You understand the comparison. Come up with whatever analogy you want. It would be nonstop. It would, it would, never, it would never leave the news. It would, we'd be outraged. We'd be demanding, you know, some sort of, you know, retribution. We, you know, how can this stand? How can we allow this to be? But again, um, we're doing this often. We're, we, this, this happens quite often. This is not an isolated incident. And um, um, again, I, I don't think it helps by any stretch. Anyway, moving on. Uh, it didn't take long for, uh, I guess, lawmakers uh, you know, I do demand, I do decree, we need to need some change here. Uh, we got we to scrutinize. We're going to have to look into this. We're going to probably have to have some committee meetings again. Uh, at what point, how many times are you going to drag, and I, I'm not a fan of this kid, this Mark Zuckerberg, how many times are you going to drag him in front of Congress? Facebook is again receiving bipartisan criticism from lawmakers following a report showing the tech giant is aware of Instagram's negative impact on teenagers' mental health. Aren't we all aware that this is not good? Are we not all aware of that at this point in time? I don't know if you caught that. The Chinese government, Chinese government is limiting, they're forcing, what is it, that ByteDance, the company that owns TikTok. In China, every kid is going to be limited to 45 minutes a day on TikTok. That's it. Or maybe it's a week. I, I don't even know. But they're, they're putting limits on for children. It's kind of like the video game. It's, they only allowed, uh, Chinese kids are only allowed via government decree three hours, three hours on video games over the course of the week. 
But anyway, if again, you need to be a, a mental midget not to recognize. And you, again, you, I took Psych 101, all right? I took Psych 101. I, I didn't delve too far into that entire field of study. But I could tell you, I could tell you that the issues with social media and what it can do and what it has done. I mean, you can watch it. You don't need to be a freaking genius. You can just observe. It's like being outside and it's raining on your head and you're checking the app to see what the weather is going to be now. I mean, it's just stupid. You know what it is. It's raining. Hey, we, you can't observe to see the problems that, that social media is causing? Anyway, researchers tapped by the tech giant to examine the app's impact on young users' mental health over the past three years found that 32% of teen girls who felt bad about their bodies said uh, Instagram made the issue worse. You think that that's just as far as it goes. Now, the thing is, is that Facebook knew about it, and they don't care, and they keep pushing these various different things. Um, if you think Facebook, Facebook loves the, the arguments. They get, it, it's more engagement. It's more viewers, right? It's, it's so juvenile on its face. It's, it's like going back to junior high. Going back to junior high, remember when there was the fight in junior high, and all the kids would circle up, fight, 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 fight. Same thing. Same thing. Um, the, uh, what is this? The Office of the Inspector General has found that, um, yeah, Social Security checks were sent to uh, over 2,500 um, dead recipients to the tune of $125 million. Again, that's $125 million. What's $125 million amongst friends in Washington, D.C.? Waste in Washington, D.C. That's nothing. That's not, even, that's not even spare change in their couches there in Washington, D.C. But again, we here in the real world understand, and again, I look at any type of waste like that, um, it's, it's, it's just a destruction of what could be. It's a destruction of potential. Capital, capital is potential. Getting capital into people's hands that want to, to do something with it. Capital, it's, it's like clay. Or it's, like a, it's like a piece. Capital is like a piece of marble to Michelangelo. Michelangelo has a, a piece of marble. What can he do with that piece of marble? What can he create with that? I, every single time I see one of these, things, I'm like 125. What could I do with that? How many people, what type of businesses could I create? How many people could we hire? How many, how, many, how many tables could we actually put food, food on people's tables? Sustainable because you build a business that lasts. Think about what could be done. Every single time I see waste, that is what, when it goes through mind, that's what goes through my mind. From $43 million spent on a, a, a gas station in Afghanistan that was never used, or $3 million on patrol boats in a landlocked country. I can go on and on and on. This is how I see this, this, this type of waste. I see potential gone. Opportunity wasted. Anyway, um, the, um, you know, this is New York-centric, but uh, small businesses in New York are, are 
they're they they just they're pissed. Um, they they really are. Um, the all these regulations that have come down the pike. This Hero Act, this Hero Act, which uh, was enacted last week. Again, the, the way that they name these things, it's basically what they've done is they deputized all sorts of government workers to start going around, basically turning them into COVID hall monitors, going around to business to business to business, trying to get them and find them. And these are fines go from $5,000 to $20,000. Basically, this HERO Act micromanages the smallest details of business hygiene, including sneezing etiquette and shaking out soiled laundry. And actually, actually tells their workers to sue their employers for up to $20,000 for minor infractions. And again, it, it, some of the actually the public unions are like, you kidding me? They're actually sending like park police and park workers. They've deputized them. That's right. They've deputized them. It's like an old Western movie. You're now a deputy. They're now deputy COVIDs. They're going around and they're, they're going after small businesses trying to collect fines from them. That's a great idea. That's fantastic. Super. Super. Anyway, um, this, this again, a I, I, couple people email me about this ahead of time because they're outraged. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, I hear you. But uh, again, if you pay close attention, what, what do you think? You, you do understand. See, there was some writer this past day was actually using my, the entire thing I did this past weekend. We're doing uh, Animal Farm. You know, some animals are more equal than other animals. Did, did, did you watch the Emmys last night? No, me neither. Rather stick a hot poker in my eye than watch an award show. Did, was it any different than the Met Gala? All the celebrities, all the stars, no mask. To help? To help? Everybody else, they all had to wear masks. Everybody else had to wear a mask. Now, I, I want to talk about this, too. We were making fun of Aok last week and her tax, the, the rich dress, right? Her tax, the rich dress, and, you know, all of the nonsense that went out there at the Met Gala as well. You want to hear this? The designer, the designer of Aok's tax, the rich dress um, has, co- well, she's got, she's got all sorts of um, tax warrants on her. And again, I, I find this fascinating. I find this fascinating. She's got tax warrants on her for, in essence, stealing money. She took the money out of her employees, withholding taxes out of her employees' paychecks, and she kept them. She kept them. And no, 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 this was before COVID. This was before COVID. And what's amazing, too, she had tax, open tax warrants on her, and yet she still, she still got money from the, the various different uh, PPP programs and everything that goes along with that. She's got six, six federal liens, over $100,000. That's money she took out of her, her employees' paychecks. This is the designer for AOX Dress. And uh, yeah, she actually attended the, the Met Gala with AOC. And again, you, you see her there. She's got tax warrants. Well, why don't you do something? 
Why don't you round her up? That's 100,000 bucks, right? Again, the hypocrisy, the entire thing, the tax, the rich thing. Well, that's not going to happen because um, this designer is very popular with, I'm not making this up, Beyonce, uh, Meghan, Markle, and uh, Michelle Obama. They're, they love this designer. So this designer, I, I guess, um, doesn't have to pay taxes because she's special. She's special. She can have tax warrants out on her. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, quickly on, on this uh, story. It was actually a, a piece you know, kind of going along with this whole AOC tax the rich thing. Um, again, most of the country right now believes that's what we need to do. Yep. You ask Americans if they support a wealth tax, a majority support the idea, even though they have no freaking idea what the hell it is and how unworkable it is. A uh, recent poll found that 80% of voters were annoyed that corporations and the wealthy don't pay their fair share. Um, this article uh, by, uh, by David Harsanyan of PJ Media, um, he said, polls rarely ask what these people, what a fair share looks like. Um, David, we do all the time. We do all the time. And the best way to present this, in my opinion, people, is just through time. Through time, yeah, don't do it with dollars. Ask, you know, how many, how many months, how many weeks, how many days out of the year should someone have to uh, relinquish, relinquish and work for the federal government, send the money to the federal government? How, how many days, how many weeks, how many months? Because, again, it's, you know, think about it. It's almost like a feudal system where you're serfs you're surf living on a lord's manor it's like yeah you have to work the land you have to work the land for the lord and guess what you can keep your little bit over there what's what's fair what's fair how much of an entire year my work over the course of an entire how much do i get to keep the rich call them the rich whatever uh been shouldering an increasingly larger share of the cost of government um, those who make over $207,000 a year pay 35%. Those who make $518,000 or more pay a 37%. Again, that's just federal taxes. That's not the taxes that we're paying all the time on everything and anything. Uh, and again, and again, you take a look. We mentioned this last week on the program, record tax revenues going to the federal government. And is it ever enough? Is it ever enough? No. No. Uh, I mentioned this before, um, writing the, those checks to the government, the, the, bite, the bite wouldn't be so bad. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't leave such a bad taste in so many of our, our mouths if you, you didn't just waste our money again and again and again. Have a great day, buddy. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. We'll see you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.